In this episode, I'm talking about how in the upcoming school year, particularly this year, but really in all years, it's my hope that we do not overextend ourselves. I'll talk about why, I'll talk about how. Let's dive into the episode. Lyons, and I love helping school communities envision bold possibilities, take brave action to make those dreams a reality, and sustain an inclusive, anti-racist culture where all students thrive. I'm a former teacher leader turned instructional coach, educational consultant, and leadership scholar. If you're a leader in the education world, whether you're a principal, superintendent, instructional coach, or a classroom teacher excited about school-wide change like I was, you are a leader. And if you enjoy nerding out about the latest educational books and podcasts, if you're committed to a lifelong journey of learning and growth and being the best version of yourself, you're going to love the Time for Teachership podcast. Let's dive in. I have a history of overextending myself, taking on new projects, joining various committees, committing myself just in my own personal commitment to do all these new creative things. And what it ends up doing oftentimes is stressing me out and really leaving me emotionally, physically exhausted and not having the capacity to be there when students or colleagues need me to lend a listening ear or to provide a little bit of flexibility or have the capacity to handle a crisis that comes up with grace. That's so much more challenging when you are exhausted. And I've found this in my own practice. And so I want to talk a little bit about this today. A friend used to use the analogy of having a rope day or a string day. And I find this analogy really fitting. On rope days, we have the capacity to listen to others' challenges to be flexible, to have more empathy. On string days, we just have nothing left to give to anyone else. We're protective of our energy. We have nothing. What we need as educators and leaders in the field of education are more rope days, which means we need to make sure we're doing all we can to stop overextending ourselves so we have something left to give and flexibility to put into practice when challenges arise. Whether we're facing health struggles, burnout, or we just want more room to be able to respond in a way that reflectively we wish we had responded to that student or that colleague in the moment. Aiming for a year of underextending is critical, and I would say particularly in this year, when I think even more is going to be asked of educators and leaders in helping to come back from the pandemic while also trying to maintain that innovation and not go back to a place where we were before, where it just wasn't working for many students. This is going to be a big year. There are going to be big asks for educators. And I think it's really important that we aim to underextend rather than overextend. And here's why there are countless benefits to you as an individual, your own well-being, that of your students, right? Students want you to be able to respond with empathy and flexibility and heart when a challenge arises. Colleagues want the same from you when a challenge arises in their own personal or professional lives and they come to you to be able to have a listening ear, to be able to provide empathy and support. 
to be able to step in when a colleague needs us to step in for something that they need. And also for the larger school culture. So we know that the outcomes of school, student well-being, student academic achievement, these improve when we as educators are not overextended ourselves, when we can be our best selves in the classroom and be responsive and flexible as needed during the school year, during the school day. So here's just a quick idea of how we can do it. My approach has always been, instead of imagining the things already on your plate and trying to figure out what to take off of your plate, I imagine having an empty plate. So imagine you're standing at a buffet and you have a really, really small plate. And there's all of this food that you can choose to put on your plate. Your plate is small. You can only choose a few things. What are the most important things that will fuel you, foster your well-being, and foster the well-being of your students and the overall school culture? What are those critical things that you will fit onto your really small plate at that buffet? As a teacher, at one point I decided, you know, that's just that students have information. They might be getting this through some sort of text. They have processing space, maybe room for a class discussion or a small group discussion to figure out what that text is saying. And they have an opportunity to apply that knowledge, maybe an ongoing project or a formative assessment. If I distilled down everything that I had to do in a day, as long as my students had the opportunity to learn something new, to process it and to apply it, I'm okay. Of course, there are countless things we could constantly be thinking about doing better or refining or filling out all that paperwork. But at the end of the day, to me, these were the essential things that needed to be on my plate. And the reason I only wanted this many things on my plate is that one, I could get them done and get them done well. And I had the ability to, as we had that class discussion, respond to different students' needs in the moment as maybe a challenge emerged or an emotional outpouring happened. That was critical for me to be a quality teacher. I needed that freedom to be flexible, that emotional capacity to be responsive. As a leader, this might look different. Your priorities could be meeting teachers, visiting classrooms, identifying or even designing professional learning opportunities for your staff because collective teacher efficacy is one of the most important things you could do for student learning. It could be ensuring opportunities for voice and decision-making for all stakeholders or ensuring strategic alignment, everything that we're doing now, what your teachers are doing in their classes, it's aligned to where we're going as a school. Whatever those are for you, and it'll look different depending on your role, depending on your priorities, your skill set. I want you to identify what goes on that plate at the buffet. And then once we've identified that for ourselves, support one another, support our colleagues, support our students, support our leaders to do the same. Perhaps this looks like in the opening minutes of team meetings, everybody gives a fist to five. How overextended are you in this moment? How exhausted do you feel? Or maybe it's the question of, are you having a rope day or a string day? Where are you right now? Doing that small of a check-in keeps it front of mind, keeps this a priority for ourselves not to overextend. If there's time, you could also brainstorm solutions with your team. If everyone's having a string day, what's going on? For those of us having a rope day in that meeting, maybe we can have a little bit more empathy and hold space for others to share their stories and their challenges and brainstorm solutions together. If there's not a lot of time, because often there is not a lot of time, create a shared Google Doc for strategies or wins that 
when you have a rope day, you can drop those right in. And other people, when they're having a string day, can go ahead and check what others are doing, what's been working, and select a strategy that may support them in that moment in that day. The other piece of this, of course, is systems and structures at the school level. Of course, if your leadership is saying, here are all the things I need you to do, and you're trying to say, that doesn't belong on my plate, that's not a priority, there may be a conflict. I think a lot of things have creative solutions that if we're all willing to be flexible, leadership included, and that is incredibly important, we can find innovative ways to work around traditional things on our plates being taken off. So again, for leaders, this flexibility is a priority. It is a priority to make sure our teachers and our educators are not overextended so that we can provide the best possible educational experience to our students and be responsive when family members call with concerns. So that flexibility is critical at the leadership level. Also at the leadership level, what we could do is to get really clear on the essentials. Do we wanna have an agreed upon essential list? What goes on our plate at the buffet may be personal, but maybe we all need to be pulling from the same food groups, right? Maybe we have these categories that as a school, we've defined them as priority. And then within that, teachers have the flexibility to choose specific dishes to continue this metaphor. So ideas for what to go, right? What to remove from plates might be as a leader, a rigid lesson plan template. Is it absolutely necessary that every teacher uses a rigid lesson plan template. This may be removed in pieces. If a teacher has been producing results with students, that is great. Maybe they don't need a rigid lesson plan template anymore. Maybe they can better use their time instead of filling out a rigid lesson plan template in investigating creative materials or spending another 10 minutes with a student who needs them. Maybe staff meetings without a learning purpose can go. If your staff meeting is just reading a memo, can it just be sent via email, right? Do we actually need to meet synchronously? Can that time be better spent with people going home to their families early or people having these check-in meetings with their team around how overextended they are and how they could be less overextended? Another idea for what can go is maybe entering a specific number of grades going through and entering and typing in for each student 10 grades a week, for example, is a huge time-consuming endeavor. I would argue, and the research has backed this up, that feedback is enough and even better than numerical or letter grades. If you are offering formative feedback during the class, which I think is the best for student learning and also for teacher time, you're doing great. You don't need to go ahead and enter for a formative assessment that shouldn't be graded anyways. I have more on this in other episodes you can check out, but formative feedback is perfect. You don't need a grade for formative assessment. And so, yes, we want to make sure that students know how they're doing in the class. Caretakers know how their kids are doing in the class, but we don't need that to necessarily be a specific number of grades per week. That could be a qualitative response, a qualitative email written to a caretaker, a note given to a student to take home to their families. It could be automated. And I'll talk about ideas for that in a moment. But qualitative feedback is often a better picture than a set number of grades. So ideas for what can be automated because we don't maybe have the opportunity to remove everything from teacher's plates that are currently on there. 
but we can automate something so that it takes far less time. For example, multiple choice quizzes can be auto graded. We don't need to hand grade those. Family outreach can be pseudo automated, or it can at least save a lot of time by sending out one kind of push message to various parents and caretakers at the same time using an app like Remind. You could set up if you're using a learning management system like Google Classroom, email summaries for guardians and caretakers that kind of tell you, right, you're doing this work already. You're putting all of the content and everything into Google Classroom. It will email out summaries to caretakers so they know what's going on in your class. Email tasks. If you're sending the same email as a leader or an educator constantly, whether it's to students, whether it's to families, whether it's to other educators, using an app that you know allows you to have templates or even just having a Google Doc where you have set templates for common emails that you always send, just being able to copy paste and not spend an additional 10 minutes retyping the same exact templates is going to save us time. Additionally, anytime you want to schedule meetings with family members, if you want to schedule IEP meetings where you're coordinating a lot of people's schedule, you can set up something like Calendly, which is an app and a program that lets you schedule. If you are going to want to meet someone, you go in to their Calendly link, choose a time that they are available. And you don't have to do that back and forth email of when are you free? When are you free? Oh, I'm actually not free then anymore. I was yesterday when I sent you that email, that is a waste of time and we can automate this process. Other tasks might not be able to be automated or taken off the school's plate completely, but it might be able to be reallocated from one particular person or role to another person or role. So one example of a leader who I know did this is to invite everyone to share what they do in their position and identify places that they're just not thrilled about. They don't see it as really in alignment with what really should be on that tiny plate. They want to reallocate it and they need some help brainstorming who can take this on. This is a great opportunity to do a small staff or in grade teams or department teams. If you're a larger staff, identify the trends that come up and then you can brainstorm as a group where certain tasks may align best. That could be to an existing position. It could be that we need to hire a new position if money enables us to do that. But having a space where people can say, this is on my plate, it has been, it doesn't make sense for it to be. Can it go? Can it be reallocated? Can it be automated? This is a conversation that is going to be critical to us as a staff being able to move forward this year without overextending ourselves. And lastly, an opportunity for leaders to support this work, again, money permitting, is to hire a counselor for the staff. This might be part-time or alternatively, what you might be able to do is knowing your employee's insurance, bring in a counselor that takes your employee's insurance and free up time for educators to go during their prep time in lieu of staff or, or team meetings or their planning time, whatever it is, but have opportunities for teachers during the day to be able to just reset, to be able to take care of their emotional well-being, to talk to someone, to be able to have that time so that they can come back 
later that same day or the next day and be ready to go and have a rope day, maybe a string of rope days. Again, these are creative solutions. They may not all work for you. Think about what will and think about leaders, how you can support not only yourself and your personal well-being, as well as the well-being of your students, but your colleagues and your staff as well. What structures and systems can be changed and what innovative ideas can we come up with to support this goal of not overextending our staff this year? Again, there are enormous benefits to you as individuals, to your students, to your colleagues, and to the school culture as a whole. People are going to feel a better sense of belonging, being cared for, being seen, being heard, having, having a voice in the school when we are able, each of us as individuals, to take time and respond to challenges, to questions, to emotions that arise when they arise. And if we're all having rope days, we can look out for one another in that way that everyone really wants to be looked out for. So let's encourage one another to work hard this year, but not to the point of burnout, making sure we have the ability to be flexible when challenges arise and that we're able to take time to listen to students, to colleagues, to families is critical, not just for individual, but also for community and collective well-being. That's what this school year calls for. And to do this well, we need to have only the essentials on our tiny little buffet plates. Thanks for listening, amazing educators. If you loved this episode, you can share it on social media and tag me at Lindsay Beth Lyons or leave a review of the show so leaders like you will be more likely to find it. Until next time, leaders, continue to think big, act brave, and be your best self. Thank you.